Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast. Super excited for today's guest. Gary is a great guy. You guys will love him by the end of this podcast if you don't already know him. But remember, it's five questions in about nine minutes because hackers never sleep. So let's get to it. Gary, who are you? I know who you are. And what do you do? Well, uh, the best way to answer that great question is uh, I'm the Forrest Gump of cybersecurity uh, because during my uh, last five years of my incredibly improbable journey, including the privilege of being with you, Rick, and, and with your uh, audience, uh, is that like, why am I here? How did this happen? And to make an incredibly long and complicated story short, uh, up until recently, I knew nothing about this stuff, nothing about cybersecurity or technology or anyone in it in any way, shape or form. Uh, nothing personal, but I failed algebra twice. So what am I doing talking to cryptographers and all these thought leaders and these genius people? It's nuts. Um, and how I got here is I was a CEO of a marketing communications uh, company that uh, I started with my wife, uh, went great for about 10 years. Uh, we were fortunate to sell it to the largest company in the world uh, in marketing communications, 49% of it. Uh, and shortly thereafter, I became victimized uh, by some insiders who essentially cloned uh, the, my company right under my nose. Uh, same corporate identity, same everything, except they uh, spoofed the website, they redirected uh, telephone calls to their exchange, they did a whole social engineering campaign, calling my biggest clients, uh, like General Motors, AT&T, Procter & Gamble, saying that I was under investigation by the FBI, and to cease communications with me. It was nuts, like no one would believe it. Anyways, uh, kind of unable to receive justice due to the difficulty of attribution and obfuscation, even though we knew who it was, um, I had to close the company. And it wasn't just me. I had to lay off about 100 people. And it was incredibly devastating um, in, in, in my uh, life, uh, in the lives of, of, these, of these people as, as well. So um, we moved on. I, I, I worked for you know, a number of years on veterans' causes. Um, I was the executive director of something called the Anthem Project, which is an initiative to help uh, veterans reintegrate back into civil society after, you know, uh, being in theater. Um, and then uh, my wife and I started a children's education program. Coming to modern times, just about five years ago, just to put food on the table because I had lost everything and I incurred a lot of debt, you know, that we had to pay back. It wasn't mine. Um, we uh, decided to see if I could re-enter the ecosystem that I had left 10 years prior, um, because I was very well known uh, and, and kind of famous for data analytics and stuff that we did at that time. So um, I put the word out. I was really fortunate because I was invited to give a keynote speech, uh, went great, got this big stack of business cards, you know, about marketing. Hey, Gary, you still doing these great reports and, you know, so on and so forth. I came home, you know, tears of gratitude streaming down my face. You know, Valerie, look, you know, we're back. Phoenix rising from the ashes. And then the next day, guess what happened? Oh boy. Boom, 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 boom. The attack started again. Uh, my head almost exploded. I said, you're <clears throat> kidding. There's no way someone would start 10 years later, the same things that they did before. But my first little indicator of compromise was my LinkedIn uh, account was hacked and um, a lot of my uh, contacts were deleted, you know, not by me. And then all in all, there were 19 attack vectors that we were able to document, including these crazy things, like 36 people attached to my car, listening to my conversations, according to OnStar. 
And so I knew no one would believe me. So I decided to do, I wouldn't even call it forensics. Uh, I bought a book called Cybersecurity for Dummies. You know, the, the yellow book with the black stripe and thinking, okay, great. You know, I'm 59 years of age. There's no way I'm going to learn about you know, DevSecOps or, you know, so I got a book. 10 pages into that book, I was lost. So rather than quitting, I found the company that put it out there, uh, Palo Alto Networks, and a great guy, the CISO there, Rick Howard. And I told him that, and he starts cracking up. So I'm sitting here laughing, you know, having lost everything. Um, and finally, I said, may I ask why you're laughing so hard? And he pauses and says, well, it's not really for beginners. <clears throat> then why do you call it cybersecurity for dummies? And that's when I realized it had to be a better way to distill complicated technology information into something people could get their heads around at least a little bit superhero comics and here I am. Gary, I, I love this story. I, I, I've heard it multiple times. Obviously, we've worked together in the past. And so I can't, I can't thank you enough for sharing that. And, and as a veteran, I know that you've done some cool things for our vets. So I appreciate that. I'm humbled by that as well. Thanks for your service. Thank you. So let's jump into another question for you. I, I'm really curious. What do you love about being in the cybersecurity industry now, right? You know, normally we talk to folks on the CyberPro podcast who would be considered a, an expert, but you are the epitome of, of the non -expert. I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> but yet you, you have really driven, driven yourself into this industry in such a great way. So, so what, is, what does that feel like? What, why do you love doing it? Yeah, I mean, I have a really concrete answer to that, which is I was referencing earlier that I took photos and, and screenshots and videos of things that to me just seemed anomalous, you know, which I would never call forensics. And just as a way to store them, I put them in a PowerPoint presentation with no intention of showing anyone. Well, part of my Forrest Gump, I was invited to give a speech at Gartner Security Risk Management Conference in Washington. Um, with my, you know, air quote evidence. And I've been a, a professional presenter for my whole career, never get nervous. But for this one, I was shaking in my boots because these people could call BS. I mean, I'd be showing them stuff. No, you didn't patch or do, you know, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. And, and, and I would just be blown, blown away. So I went and I, and uh, I gave this presentation and guess what happened? They loved it. I got a standing ovation and maybe 35 or 40 people were waiting in line to ask me about some of the vulnerabilities that I showed. And this is before like Bluetooth vulnerabilities were widely known, uh, uh, Thunderstrike, you know, peripheral uh, uh, problems, uh, routers, you know, being hacked, um, you know, chip vulnerabilities. It turns out that the people that did this to me are incredibly sophisticated people. And so the reason I love cybersecurity in this community so much is I found a home. That's awesome. And, and we're glad you found that home because I know your voice has resonated quite a bit. Cybersecurity is a top concern, right? I do air quotes there because it's different for everyone. But what does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, well, it has two, two meanings to it. Number one is I've been hacked so many times. And since I've been out there in this very visible way, you know, I have 23,000 connections on LinkedIn with the most important people in the world, you know, in cybersecurity, like you would not believe it. You know, what am I doing talking to generals? I mean, come on, you know, and, and um, so I'm concerned in that way, uh, just uh, for my, uh, my own life and, and people whom I love. Um, and I think the other, you know, kind of top concern in cybersecurity is it's too complicated, you know, for most people to get their heads around, you know, and, and um, I, there's a third piece that I, I would add to it, which is, 
you know, I'm concerned that the only time people hear about, and this is a big one for me, this is informs my mission. The only time that people hear about cybersecurity is when the criminals win. And so I said, not anymore. So our mission is to shine the light on the unsung cyber heroes who toil in anonymity at work, at home, at school, you know, to keep us safe. No, that's amazing. And I appreciate that. What insight do you want to share with us? Because you have you have such a great mind around the industry. But like you said, you're you're not technical. So I'm I'm I would love to know what piece of insight do you want to share with our network? Yeah, I, I really appreciate that question too. I, I, I've learned a little bit of many, many, you know, different things, you know, and the people with whom I'm privileged to listen and learn from on our show um, and in, in all the conferences and stuff that I go to are deep, you know, they, they're they like your audience. They, they, they know what this all is and isn't, you know, and to me, I, I mean, I think one of the insights um, is to say thank you, you know, that you all are work in a thankless industry and it's a relentless industry and you need to be elevated, I think, you know, and to be acknowledged for what you do because of what I said earlier, that the only time you hear about this stuff is when the bad people win. So that's my key insight to say thank you. And I, I want all of the audience to feel empowered and motivated that what they do matters. Gary, what's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? my laptop right now <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing about it i don't know if, that's if there's, any, if there's anyone if there's <laughs> if there's anyone in the audience that wants you know to hook me up with i, I need a new laptop you know um a, a router my, my stuff sucks <laughs> so it makes you it makes you smile because it's so bad and you're just sitting there going Ugh. <laughs> well well there's yeah but there's actually an operating principle going on there in support of what you're saying is you know this industry as everyone knows is based on fear uncertainty and doubt or fud which would be a great superhero cost uh, 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 character by the way so my 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 mission um, is to pivot the community from fud to fun and to you know acknowledge the seriousness and the importance you know and and there are things to be you know afraid and uncertain and doubtful about but we can also have some psychological air to breathe and and look at the lighter side of things where possible gary thank you so much for being on the cyber pro podcast thanks for having me thanks for watching the cyber pro podcast you rock check us out for more content